Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Melanin and Miles podcast. This week we're interviewing Ariel, who has traveled all over over the world to places like Italy, France, Peru, Mexico, and England. She is based out of Miami and is a travel influencer, blogger, and a social media coach that talks about affordable travel and frequent travel on her blog, You Trip and Travel Co. So we wanted to welcome Ariel and thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So uh, um First, we don't really know much about you. You DM'd us on Instagram. So tell us more about yourself. Like, how old are you? Where are you from? Are you in school? And what do you study? Yeah, sure. So I am 23. I'm from North Atlanta, Georgia. I'm currently in Miami, though. Like I said, I'm Miami-based. Um, I got my degree in December. So um, shout out to that. Congrats. I did a thank you. I actually um, did a month of my my last semester in school was just your internship. You just had to complete a certain amount of hours. And so I did a month of that in Peru, actually. Um, Yeah, and that's a bachelor's of science in kinesiology, which I'm not using, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, because I do have my own company, um, Aerolose International, which is a social media management company, along with the the travel blog, (laughs) U-Trip and Travel Co. Nice, that's really cool. So from all of that, what inspired you to travel so much? Um, I'm lucky enough because I've been able to travel from a really young age. Um, so my both my parents are from the States. So I think it's kind of more common, especially like when you're like traveling as a black person in the States is not as common as like a black person in Europe. Like it's so much more normalized for them to travel there. Um, so I think when you have influence from out of the States, like it just seems a little more normal. So I remember like going to Canada as a child, taking family trips to Florida and Cali, um, spending a summer in the Cayman Islands because I had family that lived there. Um, so I was just lucky that I got introduced to it so young. Um, so it was just kind of like my normal to, to travel. Nice. And what would you say your favorite thing about travel is from all the trips you've taken? 
Um, so I love trying the food, <laughs> but just a little bit more than that. Um, I feel like when you travel to third world countries, especially, it gives you the sense of gratitude. Like when we're here, we kind of get stuck in the mindset, like this is just normal. Like this is what we should be seeing. Um, and when you go to other countries and you see what they're dealing with on a day to day and what the children there are dealing with day to day, like I sponsor a child in Guatemala, um, just cause I, I'm like, I, even during rough times here, it's still way more plush than it is in like in a lot of other countries. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really just like being able to experience someone else's culture. Um, I like to get away from just the touristy areas. I do some of that too, of course, but I like to actually be in the culture and like around the natives and really see like how they live and what they, what their lives are really like, not just what's portrayed to us, you know, um, on their resort, you know, yeah. No, yeah, that's really powerful. Um, can you tell us more about um, how you are sponsoring a child in Guatemala and what you, what process you went through to do that in case anyone else listening is interested in doing that? Sure. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, it's called the Compassion Experience, actually. So I went to it. It was being held at a church um, where I was going to college at in Augusta, Georgia. And it was actually really, really cool. So they have like these trailers and they set them up almost like a movie set if you can picture it um like it's so you walk through it and you have headphones in and they are playing like the child's story basically and you go room to room in these trailers that are actually like decorated how their homes are and like how their native lands are and they're going through talking about you know like where they were born and it's like a setup of like a like a really bad hospital you know um and then like what their home looks like and it's literally like it's like you're in you're transported to their world and they're telling you about their story and it really was very impactful um like I couldn't leave and not sponsor a child um, so when I went through they have a whole list of children at the end and at the end they have you know success stories of children that were sponsored that are now sponsoring children themselves as well um and so then there's yeah there's just like postcards basically of a bunch of different children that are in need of sponsorship in other countries um and the little girl I chose she just looked so like cute in her picture she had like her little hand on her hip and just like <laughs> she just really stood out to me and then she had the same birthday as my sister and I just felt like I needed to make her my little sponsor child so I've been sponsoring her for over a year now um and it's been it's been a great experience they like you can download the app and they can send you letters and they'll translate it because she's she speaks Spanish and mm -hmm. I have a decent understanding of Spanish but um they'll translate it for you and we can send messages back and forth I send her stuff for her birthday and Christmas and stuff like that so it's been a really great experience to be able to do that for sure yeah it's called the compassion experience awesome thanks for explaining that I'm definitely going to look into that because that seems like something that you can be impactful just from like you know just being at home without having to travel and stuff like that. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So switching over, um, you mentioned um, you spent your last semester in Peru. So could yeah. you just tell everyone about like why you were there and um, things you did there? Also, if you want to give any advice about Peru in general, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. So um, I probably would have never been to Peru if it wasn't for um, my roommate in college. We lived together for three years and she did the study abroad program with our nursing school and they went to Peru. And so that's when I found out about a facility there that I could go to for physical therapy because um, that's what 
I was in school for, um, what, for undergrad at least. Um, so I found this um, clinic and so cervical cancer is really pronounced there. It's one of the fewer cancers in the States that people are really affected by, but there it affects uh, a lot of women. Um, so that's mainly why I went was to go uh, be in that facility, but I did set it up all on my own. Um, it was, it, it was probably the most expensive. It, no, it was without a doubt the most expensive trip I've taken. And my whole thing is about being affordable travel. Um, but I think it, there's something about when you do it with school that makes it more expensive. Um, so I'm definitely a big supporter of I think study abroad programs are great, and this wasn't particularly a study abroad program because it was something I set up on my own, um, but there is a lot of cuts in prices that you can do when you travel just like on, on your own, and that doesn't necessarily mean solo, but when you plan it separately from like a university. Right. Um, yeah, but um, I spent a month there. I spent 28 days. Um, I booked my flight, which is actually on my blog. I booked my flight for like under $350 round trip. Um, and I did that through like using miles. Um, I support doing a like travel credit card. And I don't say get that and go into debt. Like that's not how you properly use gift card or not gift cards, but credit cards. Um, there's, you know, smart ways to use credit cards. And so if you know you can pay bills you're already using um, or you're already paying just use that credit card instead, then that's a way you can get miles and you're also boosting your credit score, you know, so help you everywhere. Um, but yeah, it was a really great opportunity. I was able to go there. I spent two weeks at Survey Cusco, which is um, the main clinic that was, had to do with cervical cancer. And then I actually spent the second two weeks at an academy um, that I was able to find. And so I was able to take a I was able to take Spanish lessons and my teacher literally spoke with no, no English. So you didn't have a choice. Like it was a full immersion type program. Like you had no choice, but to speak Spanish to her. Wow. Yeah. So like it's my Spanish has never been better than when I was there. <laughs> um, so that was, that's, and that's something I really wanted to get better at was my Spanish. So that was a really cool experience. And then I was able to go through them as well to find a local hospital that I was able to volunteer in and a local lab um, that I was able to volunteer in. So it was, it was a really cool experience. That was a solo trip. I planned that completely on my own. Um, and my, what was happening? Oh, there was, uh, this was around the time when there was those deaths in DR. And oh. I don't know. It, yeah, this was around the same time. And the department, the head of my department I had to get their approval. And they're like, do you see all these things going on outside of the US and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, but that has nothing to do with my trip. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's literally a whole different place. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that has nothing to do with my trip. Like, I have this plan down to a T. Like, literally, all you need to do is sign this one spot on this paper. I have travel insurance. If anything happens to me, it's not landing on the university. Like, I was the first person to really do this, to really go outside of the States to do my internship for my program. Right. So it was like, I guess it was just unfamiliar territory. So he just was, yeah. Um, and eventually I just had to like go to his office. We had to like sit down and talk about it. And he finally approved it for me. 
Um, yeah, and I was able to do that. Um, my parents are so used to me traveling anyway. He was like, do your parents know where you're going? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> of course wow <laughs> they had like, no idea why you were going like I'm like yo <laughs> like it's not that strange um but yeah it was it was a great experience being there um when I was at the academy we lived like in a house and it was like shared living basically Ooh, sorry if the thunder's in there <laughs> the weather's bipolar in Miami right now um so I was actually able to I lived in the house with, um, there was one girl from the States, she was from Seattle, and then everyone else was from out of, from Europe, basically, so it was a really great way to, to meet other people from other countries and, like, network in that way. The food is so good, um, everything is super natural, it is a third world country, the driving is ridiculous, you have to be careful, drive, like, walking across the road, because you will get hit if you are not careful. Um, the air, because everyone talks about the air, like, in China being so bad, but the air there was really, really bad. Like, there's, there's so many buses going around all the time, and, wow, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, like, the gas, like, that, or whatever that emits from the, from the buses, it's just, it would just be clouds of it in, in the air. Um, I walked basically everywhere, like, that was the main way of transportation, um, or I would do the bus, um, because the bus is way cheaper than taking a taxi, but um, it was it was a really great experience. It was my longest solo trip to date, mm-hmm. um, which was it was twenty eight days, so it's basically a month. Um, yeah, uh, the last seventy two hours of it was completely solo time for me. I finally finished all of my hours that I needed to complete there, so I like <laughs> I completely won it. Um, I was trying to buy a flight off of Google Flights to go to this area called Wakachina. Um, and that's like a, de- a de- desert oasis there that's just gorgeous. Um, and it wasn't letting me buy it because I didn't have a Peruvian credit card. So That's weird. I, no, it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, how, how is, like, what is even going on? I'm like, this is the internet. What does it matter? But like, Visa would not let me pass it. Like, they would not let me buy my flight. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to show up to the airport and book a flight. And I'm just, I literally did everything on the fly. So I went to the wow. airport, booked that flight from Cusco to Lima. Um, then when I got to Lima, I couldn't get, I couldn't buy my bus ticket either from there to Wakachina, which was like a five hour bus ride. And so um, I was like, all right, guess I'm just going to wing it again. Um, so I, I got a taxi and it was, I made sure to go with a really secure company because I really had no clue where I was going. So I ended up paying like, I think almost 50, 60 bucks for my taxi, which is like US, um, which is crazy but it was like a 30 minute drive. And I was like, I'd rather just be with a safer company. So right. I don't know where I'm going right now. Um, so they took me to the bus station. They had, a, they had like a couple tickets left for the bus I wanted to get on in like the next hour. Um, so I bought my ticket. I bought my return ticket. I was literally there for like two nights. Um, got there, shared a taxi with some girls that I had met on the bus to our, our hostel. Um, in the oasis and yeah I was in the center of the desert it was amazing I went dune bugging and sandboarding 
and it was it was awesome wow also, I was at, is like known for partying and so hey. um, yeah like it was late um <laughs> there was like a really nice pool in the center the bar was like packed at night um they would just be like <laughs> I think this probably sounds so bad <laughs> running it back they'd like do free shot rounds like, it was a lot of fun hey just, like, we discussed it all <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> um yeah, what was this no. oasis called like what was the desert called again it's called Wakachina. Oh, okay it's called Wakachina. it's just a, like you really don't need to spend more than two days like two nights there um because it's it's really small um but the activities you can do there are amazing um it's it was really really fun so i would definitely recommend it for sure wow that's really cool the whole thing with the needing a peruvian credit card thing that was like when I went to Cuba, it was kind of a similar situation. Like you couldn't use any American cards, no American cat. Like you needed cash. And I, yeah, like I had never experienced that because usually when I travel, I use my American Express because it has the best um, like versions when it comes to like interest because you're using mm-hmm. your card out of the country. And like I could not use it in a whole bunch of places in Peru. Um, and that's usually my go to card. So, yeah, that yeah. was fine. <laughs> but you feel, like, rich in, in Peru, you know, because your dollar goes so far. Yeah, what the it? conversion is? I don't even remember it now. It was probably, like, 150 or something like that. <laughs> one to 50? No, that's, I know, that's crazy. <laughs> no, yeah. You know what? I'm totally lying. That was DR. It was actually way better than I was expecting, or way worse, I guess, if you're, I don't know. I think it was, like, 1 to 6, actually. Oh, okay. One to six there. DR is that's still really ass, good. Like one to fifty. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> like you're paying negative money, basically. <laughs> no, like I'm so serious. You can go out to DR, and like, cause even flights to DR are cheap. Which I did DR twice in like one year, and it was great. I I suggest DR, too. and I went in the middle of that craziness too. That, <laughs> and I was perfectly fine. Jeez. I was safe um thank god (laughs) right Um, but yeah it's yeah once you're there it's so cheap it's so cheap nice so tell us a little bit more about your travel blog you trip and travel co yeah so um you trip and travel co has actually been voted onto the top 40 black travel blogs on the web recently so that's a big accomplishment i was proud of um congrats Thank you um, from Feedspot. So my, I started it not even a year ago now that I think about it. Um, it's reaching to that point though. But really why I started it was I was still in college. People would be like, do you still go here? Because I would be gone like all the time. Um, <laughs> we can relate. <laughs> I know. I understand. <laughs> like it was so funny. I was like, "Yeah, I'm still a student. Like I promise, like I'm graduating, but I have a trip that I want to go on to." So, um, but people would just be like, how, they would start asking me a lot of things, and not to sound like bad, but it's just like I wanted to be able to refer everybody to one place and having to answer the same question like a million times, you know. So um, I kind of started up. And most of the people that go to it are people that are not knowledgeable about travel. My whole point in it was that I wanted people to see that you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be an Instagram famous person to travel. Like it's way more accessible than it seems. Um, and you can do it without like 
more than just once a year like everyone's like oh let me save up and just do two trips a year like you can do way more than that at such a lower price um and you know just have amazing travel experiences because i think traveling just grows you as an individual so much more than there's some things you can't learn in the classroom you know yeah i definitely get that like even with um like I studied Spanish since like high school and I feel like I learned the most <laughs> from studying abroad. Yeah. <laughs> like I learned the most there. from being in Spain for a summer. Like there's no way I could have gotten what I got there in a classroom. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, one of the, the first location I was at, the first clinic, the like program advisor, I guess, she was the same age as me. And I was like, that's so dope. Like, how did you find this job opportunity? And she was like, um, she had spent, I think a summer in Ecuador. And she, that's when she got her Spanish down and um, more than anything in school. And then she was just applying to programs because she knew she wanted to be in a Spanish speaking country. And I mean, that's the one that hired her. She was like, they didn't even do a Spanish test like for me before I showed up. Um, so good thing she really was, you know, good at Spanish and not just putting it on her resume. But there's no like the best my Spanish ever was was when I was in Peru without question. And now that we're all back, we just forget everything. <laughs> No, that's really how it works, right? It's like a use it or lose it thing. And the thing exactly. is, I was like, oh, I live in Miami now. Everyone speaks Spanish in Miami, which is true. Like, I was like, I'll still use it, but like, no. <laughs> no, I get that. I mean, Joy, you were in LA. Do you feel like you used it? Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> <Really> not. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the what most I use. Oh, sorry. The most uh, no, I use Spanish is like, honestly, it's just awkward because I'm like, literally everyone in LA is from Mexico. So I'm like, if I just <laughs> speak Spanish, they're gonna be like, you, Why are, you trying to speak are literally like <laughs> being a fool right now. <laughs> like sometimes I'll do it. Like if I'm in an Uber and I'm just like bored, but like you have to do it as soon as you get in because you can't start speaking English and then just switch yeah. to Spanish because it's just like. You know, like, if you, like, leave and you're, like, gracias, you're, like, they're, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, as soon as you get in, you have to be, like, hola, and then, like, they think you're fluent, you're fluent, and then you still won't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You have to be confident, too. I remember one time an Uber driver was, like, do you speak Spanish? And I said a little bit, and they were, like, that means no. And they just yeah. converted to English straight <laughs> for the rest of the conversation. <laughs> That's so funny. No. When I was in Peru, um, I was at Machu, no, 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 it was when I was in Mexico. Um, I was at Chichen Itza, and so I like shopping for like a, an authentic piece of jewelry when I'm in another country. So it was like a little market they had there, and I was talking to him, and I started speaking Spanish, and he was like, oh, you speak Spanish? And I was like, yeah, a little bit, and he was like, then he went full Spanish on me, just like, there was like... <laughs> no conversion no translation full spanish it's like oh, i'll give you a discount because you speak spanish i was like okay bet like i don't know how this worked out for me but <laughs> i'll That's take right. it you like right <laughs> so um from all of the work you've done for your blog and all the work you've done with traveling what's your best advice for cheap travel how do you think what's the one thing you would say that would allow people to travel affordably um so the bulk of uh, the price for traveling 
is typically in your flight and accommodations. And so what I focus like a ton on um, is flights and just really teaching people how to find the right flights. Like even during this pandemic, I've really been sentimental, like seconds away from booking two flights um, for, out of the country. And the only reason I don't is because then I go to Airbnb and I see the one I like and I message them and they're like, we're not accepting foreigners right now. And I'm like, well, damn, I guess I won't book the flight. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it would really be to just really take the time to find a good flight. And you don't have to book a flight like a year in advance. Like you can book a flight sometimes two weeks before and still get a good fare but it's just knowing where to look so check out kayak check out skyscanner check out google flights and i know when i first started booking flights for myself i was scared to book for third-party um companies like google flights or um like kayak and things like that but um they work <laughs> and you're not gonna get scammed like i mean there are a lot of crazy ones i have tried to book a flight from a third party before and my bank completely denied it just instantly um so <laughs> no like wells fargo was not playing but um you know make sure it's a trustworthy third party if you're gonna go that route um but i i think a lot of it goes into the flights i also am uh, i support Google or not Google Groupon trips. Um, so a lot of people don't think to go onto Groupon for flights or for trips in general. But my whole European tour, I booked off of Groupon and um, I think it was like $900. I was there for over a week. I had three countries. All my flights were included. All my accommodations were included. So I mean, it's my parents went to China after I went to China. I went to China with school and they probably would have never went to China if I didn't go. And I think they went for about two weeks too, and it was maybe like twelve hundred for them wow. for each one. I always wondered if those Groupon trips were legit. Like, no, and I get that all the time. No, people are like, I thought it sounds sketchy. I'm like, no, like it's not sketchy at all. It's so legitimate. Now, there's different ones like. Uh, when I went to DR the first time too, actually was a Groupon and that took some finessing, I'm not going to lie. So this was the setup <laughs> for that trip. Um, they book your flight and I did, we did book that. It was like spring break and me and my roommate were like, okay, we need to go somewhere. Um, it was probably like 500 bucks. We went to DR for five days. We were at a four star resort and our flights were included. We had to pay like an extra 40 bucks or something because something went with the flights. And so when we're calling and we're finalizing everything, they're like, oh, if you pay this extra, we can do a nonstop flight or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember now. We have to pay a little extra, but we're like, okay, fine. The issue was our flight was going to land then like one night, like let's say it was a Tuesday night, but the transportation, like the car that was going to take us from the airport to Puerto Plata, which was like a two hour drive, wasn't gonna come until the next morning. So we were like, okay, like how are we gonna figure this out? My mom literally, I don't, I to this day still don't know how she found this hotel. She found a hotel that was near the airport, had airport transportation, and I booked it through WhatsApp. Like I've <laughs> someone what? was like how yeah, no, like <laughs> When I tell you, this was the, like, most fascinating, my travel stories. That sounds like something Janelle would do. I would be like, what? I would do this. (laughs) I just be believing in everything. Honestly, honestly, you know, 
go into it positive thinking and <laughs> the best the best will come out of it you know so yeah like we got there that night it was like a late flight too we got there that night they had a little sign for us with my name on it and I'm like I stay awake whenever I'm in a taxi or Uber even in the states but like especially here because I have no clue where I am like whatever but we showed up it was probably like 20 minutes from the airport to the hotel the room was super nice breakfast was included like it was I like it was like 50 bucks for that place like U.S. and I don't know how my mom found it or how booking it on WhatsApp worked out for us but it was great they took us back to the airport the next day and we got on the transportation like to the resort and we were set so that one took a little extra finessing that Groupon couldn't have provided to us but still what they're part of the bargain they fulfilled greatly um the resort was very nice it had like five restaurants two pools our room was really nice we were right on the beach um and that was yeah it was like 500 bucks so yeah I believe nice. in Groupon <laughs> <laughs> nice no I'm gonna book one I keep saying I'm gonna book it and then I end up never actually booking it but as soon as travel's lifted I'll do it and the um, moment travel's lifted, I'm booking the first flight to any Caribbean country that will let me in. <laughs> Not going to no, really. you. <laughs> <laughs> really. So this has been a great interview. We just want to wrap up with the final question we always ask. Sure. Why do you think it's important for Black women to travel? I think it's so important for Black women to travel because we, like, we create so much. And we keep the world running in so many ways that sometimes other parts of the world just need to see us to understand that. So like even in China, um, even in Peru, like people would come up to me and want to touch my hair or comment about my skin or something like that. And sometimes travelers are offended by it, but like literally they're, they're fascinated by us and we, we're just that powerful in a way, like, and it's just for, us to even expose other nationalities to us to even like not even to understand our greatness but because they they have their prejudgments about everything but it's just for them to like get the not like relatability of it but understand it like face to face um but also like I said earlier there's some things you can't learn in the classroom traveling brightens your horizons in ways that like just other things cannot and it makes you such a better person in my opinion um if you speak to someone that's like super well traveled versus someone that's like only lived in their hometown their entire lives and that's all they knew their outlooks on life are completely different Amen. Um, <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's what i would say awesome that was a really good answer we loved hearing about all of your Fun stories. I feel like you have way more that we didn't even get to discuss in this podcast. We might have to do a part two talking about like a different country you went to. But this is sure really I'd awesome. be down. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for providing such great tips for our audience. And just to close out, can you let our audience know where to follow you and find your blog and all that great stuff? Absolutely. So they can find me on Instagram at I'm underscore Ariel Rose and they can find my blog, U Trip and Travel Co. Um, through my Instagram or just type it in and we're there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ariel, for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. <laughs>